Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. I feel like we need to update that, Joe. Um, I'm not really sure there's a ratings war anymore. Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories, where your no-so crew goes on a deep dive of a beating between WWF and WCW. (laughs) That's a work in progress, but yes. (laughs) A shellacking. A shellacking, a weekly shellacking. We break down one company trying. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, I don't know what it's doing. We are on it's... the road to Armageddon as this upcoming... That feels like it. <laughs> ...to be determined. We're on a road to Armageddon as we are... This Sunday is WWF's Armageddon, so... It's the final stop on the highway to hell. It's Armageddon. Let's hope. <laughs> I am your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Awada, awada. No so's living legend, Mike. We will. Shouldn't you be on the green? Hi, everybody. Shouldn't you be out on the on the course? More on that later. So December oh. 6, nineteen ninety nine. That's where we're going to start this week. We're going to start with Monday Nitro. We're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Bunch of drunks. Sorry. Fuck I you, mean, Brewers. I like beer and brats. And, and I still don't have anything for Wisconsin. Do you think good about Milwaukee? What? It's not far Bob from Uker. Chicago. <laughs> Bob Euchre is a national treasure. That's it. So. But in the beer and brats for me. I was going to say Euchre, so that's the one. Euchre's number one. Yeah. Shout out to Wrigley North, because <laughs> fuck you. We all draw your shit. Rob, fuck you. Robin Gount? Yikes. Nah. Uh, Paul Muller? Prince that? Fielder? That one, uh, Mr. 3000, Bernie Mr. 3000. Mac. Richie Sexton, pre uh, Seattle Mariners. Pre fucking Mariners. Right. $100 million contract that he did. What? Nothing. Hey, best thing about Richie Sexton is his batting average was so low. They sold the beer for his batting average that season. So when he was at like 209, so much beer was. That's awesome. It went up by his batting average. There used to be a bar downtown. There still is. Plenty. But here's, here's the thing. They they used to uh, price. That guy was holding himself during the national anthem. <laughs> uh, they priced themselves by <laughs> stock market. Oh, Canada. So if you bought the beer, it would go up. <laughs> but if you didn't, it would like stay at like a two, three, four dollar range. But if people like, I'll buy that one, buy that one, it would go up a dollar or two as <laughs> the night proceeded. Not bad. But we're in Wisconsin, Milwaukee for one Monday we're night. Milwaukee, <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Wisconsin, Milwaukee. <laughs> Hey, funny enough, Hillary Clinton's still looking for that black hey, vote in Milwaukee. Yeah. He knows maps. It's nice to, uh, I think, uh, North Dakota. So. Yeah. Commentary team is one Bobby Heenan and Tony Schiavone. Bobby may already be inebriated. Just throwing that out there. Uh, he's not the only one. Hey, guys, we're going to go to ringside with Mean Gene for the first time in Damn. months. Well, tonight they got to sell that guitar shot on today, so... Yeah. Well, this is like the first ringside promo with a commentator in a while. Everything Gene does is on Thunder, not mm-hmm. backstage on Nitro. No, You're just Thunder. Wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, his lovely guest is uh, one Jeff Jarrett, the ch- 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 chosen one. Um, first, he has to call Gene slap nuts and tell him hit the bricks. He's <laughs> taken over. So we had to use Gene in this moment of... Uh, now I know why Gene was out there to get him humiliated. Yep. yep. Vince Russo just cost plenty of stuff to be man. Should have saw that coming, actually. 
Um, Jarrett says that he's, once again, the chosen one. He doesn't need the powers that be um, or the outsiders to become WCW champion. Uh, That's his legacy. He will be champ soon in his mind. Do you know one thing I do like about this Jeff Jarrett character is that he's obviously the, the chosen one by the creative, but... But he doesn't give a fuck. He's so angry. He's still fight with them. And he's delusional. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't need them. You do. You do. You're the but, chosen one. But, but <laughs> hey, he doesn't care. He's like, no, I'll just bash them over the head if I need to. If I need to, yeah. Um, he says that Dustin Rhodes has screwed his destiny. Jarrett wants to... Her name uh, is Symphony. Oh, Symphony. Symphony. You are my density. You are my density. Excuse me? Excuse me? No, it's destiny. Um, no, Jarrett wants to end Rhodes' career at Starcade because he wants to do a match that one Dustin Rhodes created. <laughs> he challenged him to a, a bull rope match, right? Yep. And, excuse me if I'm wrong, but didn't his fat daddy invent that match? I have to admit, I popped. Yep. <laughs> As he does challenge him to a bunkhouse brawl yeah. match, and that's a what? It's basically a Texas death, but bunkhouse brawl. You just you come wearing what you is, and you fight until only one guy is left standing. It's usually bloody, but this is ninety nine WWE. So we'll, we'll is see. it in the back of a truck? No, damn no, it! Then I'm, I'm out. out. This is in the middle of the ring. <laughs> is the ring at least moving? No. Yeah, what the? This is our chamber of horrors. <laughs> can you can you imagine? Oh. Can you imagine after four years, Dustin comes back to the company? And they're like, we're going to put you in a moving uh, a truck and have you ride. What the fuck? No. No, I'm not doing that. So, so That'd Jared, be amazing. Jared is already pissed off, so he decides Damn. to... Uh, I love the ref outfit. I'm just going to throw that he, out there. Uh, <laughs> as we were watching uh, Starcade 86 to get in the mood for Starcade What's George like in real life? There's a walking banana as the ref in this first match. Why is the, why is the neighbor from Three's Company the ref? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Furley's going to lay down the Why is April O'Neil in the ring? <laughs> Mr. Furley ain't going to allow Crusher Khrushchev to, to cheat. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Children in a half shell. As Jarrett is so pissed off, he challenges anyone to the back to a match. And then, and then he also goes, hey, where, by the way, where the hell's Tanae? You know, I you know, hit him with the guitar last week, and uh, maybe Gene, uh, I have to do that to you because nobody's coming out. <laughs> and Tanae makes the terrible decision to come out. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, hold Jesus on. Jesus Christ. You're kind of building Jared up to your top heel. Yeah. You're going to have Tanae punk him out. Ru- Russo, what the fuck are you doing? The B-level commentator is punking your main heel out right now as we speak. Check out. All right. As uh, Tanae says, you know, maybe I should uh, put, uh, should take matter into his own hands. My pink bunny slippers just rain for cover. Jared says, hey, uh, uh, hey, Mr. Microphone. To calm down. He doesn't want any lawsuits. Jarrett says Mr. Eddie Munster to look alike to, you know, last week, it was only an accident. <laughs> I tripped, I guess, and I, you, you know, took the brunt of the guitar. I hey, should have been standing there. Then all of a sudden, Jarrett attacks one Mike Tanay and puts Tanay into the figure four as Gene tries to roll out of the ring. Then Goldberg comes out and makes the save. We go to commentary and the uh, we have some matches tonight, guys. Well, hold on, I'm just still like, well, let me get this straight. Okay. <laughs> Jarrett wants to hit uh, Old Man Witherspoon yep. with the guitar. Yep. 
Zorak comes out yep. Yep. and stops him, yep. backs him down. Yep. But then he gets beaten up too. Yes. So it takes Goldberg. Why the fuck would Goldberg care at all today in, in fucking Ingenier? Uh Fun fact Goldberg, big fan of Mike today. Oh, I see. He's seen I, those videos. Well, you know back then. Dr. Death has JR. Goldberg has Mike today. There you go. There you go. Today's God. boy. God. Hey, Damn. did Tanae help him get into the biz? Yeah, apparently. Boom, bro. There. Uh, so we have some matches tonight. As the outcome from the main event from last week's Thunder, which you can listen to on the midweek, of uh, one s- total package defeating Ooh. Sid. <laughs> yeah. Bret Hart is taking on the total package for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Kevin Nash is taking on Chris Benoit. Scott Hall is taking on Sting. The return of DDP, who's taking on Sid. And Roddy Piper versus Creative Control in a handicap match. I quit match, which Roddy Piper is the referee of the match. Well, up until that last one, I was like, you know, that's actually a pretty good card. That last one defies description. On a hat on a Bentley. So it's a a handicap, I quit match with the guy being one on two. He's the ref. I mean, that's definitely a thing. Yes, it is. We go backstage what? with Spaghetti Noodle telling Big Vito and Johnny the Bull that he wants LaRue and uh, Disco tonight. Got a new name for him. Ooh. Soup, salad, and breadsticks. Soup, salad, and I love it. Can I just say this? <laughs> I know it's terrible shit, right? Forget Joey Bolognese, whatever yep. his name is. Soup, salad, breadsticks. Couldn't care less about that guy. But the Big Vito, Johnny the Bull skits, I enjoy a lot. I can't say that I, they're my favorite parts of the show or nothing. But of all the stupid, dumb shit Russo's doing, I chuckle at those ones. Because Vito's supposed to be the brains, but Johnny the Bull's smarter than he is, and he keeps getting into like the poker games and the chicks and all that crap. I don't know why, but I'm mildly amused by that. Head trauma, Corey, I think. It, it could be. I know. Uh, we get a recap from last who week. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? Who do? Who do? Who do? Uh, I hope they were still around. I am. Uh, they confused with Tony Bolognese. <laughs> Jesus. I am Fudge, and he's he's Packer. And he's Packer. Packer. <laughs> Together we solve crimes. One hundred percent. That would be a Vince Russo team. One hundred. Surprised they haven't renamed Harlem Heat yet. As one, as we combine oh, our powers, it. we become. That he would he'd rename them Prison Sex. Prison mates, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we East to West Baltimore. <laughs> we get a recap from last week's Nitro of Fit Finley attacking Brian Nobbs, or Nob, cutting his hair, saying you'll be a soldier. I don't uh, remember Nobbs ever signing up. And then we get a thing, a promo, Brian Nobbs looking for Fit Finley in the woods. I just like, I just wrote, why are we in the woods? Why are we what, in the woods? What are we doing? I you, don't... you didn't want a repackaged Brian Nobbs? I no. don't want the original Brian Nobbs. Because you know that if you're going to bother to repackage him, he's getting a push. Ah, yeah. oh, Jesus. Wait, hang on. Brother isn't around anymore. But apparently, Russo likes nasty Nobbs? Finley, Finley yells at Nobbs for being late and tells him to put on this new army gear. Um, Jesus. As Finley is basically saying, you're going to work for me since you injured me. Since when did Finley become like a Sergeant Slaughter? What's he like? Last week? Fucking. All right. I I don't know. This is terrible. (laughs) Let's move on as one screaming Norman Smiley comes out, wearing all Packers gear. 
cheapy. Uh, Smiley, he's like, hey, if Finley was here, I'd whoop his ass. But, you know, he's not. So I'm going to do an open challenge. Then the burlesque music plays that Elizabeth came out of, came out of a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And it's one uh, Rhonda Singh, or Bertha Faye, if you remember her, as uh, <laughs> she wants a match for the Hardcore Championship. Can I give you my recap for this match? Go ahead. What are we doing? <laughs> that's, that's it. Didn't they, just, What are we doing? Before this match, didn't they show the uh, back in the powers that be dressing room and she comes in and asks for an opportunity? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Don't worry. They played again later, like in an hour. Yeah, mm. she did. For oh, some I, reason, I must have missed it. She wanted an opportunity. I, and then... I know. I, I thought that was later on. I, I just must have missed it. Because that was one of the major snafus is they showed here. And then she comes out. And then an hour later, they play it again. But I, I forgot to tell you guys about this. This, yeah. is very, this is extra special for me. Idiots. I had to do it. I had to do it because of... You put your pants on. <laughs> I always put my pants on. Uh, uh, one ball at a time. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not watching the network. I have my sets, right? Yeah. The Nitro 99 and 2000 sets. I'll be doing this monthly from here on out. I'm very excited about this, by the way, Joe. We get this. Once a month, they had a thing called Backstage Blast on DirecTV. You familiar with it? I remember it. I slightly remember. What it is, is uh, while you fuckers have uh, commercials that you don't have to watch, yep. they just ran straight oh. through for Backstage Blast. I wish we had the commercials. I love watching old-ass commercials. No, this isn't even commercials. They would do promos and, and stuff like that. During the what was a commercial break for TNT, mm-hmm. so I had. Well, you guys watched what two hours and fourteen minutes? Yeah. Roughly, yeah. Mine was three hours, five minutes, oh. and fifty-six seconds. Oh, non-stop WCW. Gross. I'm sorry. No, no, no. it oh. was hilarious. Okay. Some of this shit was so bad. First, they have Scott Hudson and Chad Damiani, and as a different announced sure, team, a real name. way up in the sky. Like alternate commentary. The first, okay, they did commentary during the Jarrett promo shit. But then when the second match started, it was down to Tony and Bobby for the night. So I got different commentary the first set. And then during the commercial breaks, they have this other guy. I don't remember his name, but he sucks. He just goes to the back and interviews random people. And it's kind of like, depending on the person, it's either storyline or shoot. Like, right. he interviewed Jerry only from the Misfits, and it was like a shoot interview. Oh, yeah, my kid loves this. We got into it. We like Vamp. We're going to be touring pretty soon. Dr. Death beat my ass last week. Man, I, you know, slight concussion, but we're here tonight because we promised uh, we would be. It was like all like shoot shit. And then they go back, and here comes the show again. Tony's talking. So if I remember which interview comes at which commercial time, I have some nuggets for you guys. Jesus Christ. I can't wait until January's because it's the week going into sold out. Backstage blast. Oh my god. Can you imagine that? <sighs> so that's insane. I we did have, that for you guys. We, insanity. We have a hardcore championship match between Rhonda Singh and Nor- Screaming Norman Do Smiley. <laughs> Smiley hits her with a trash can. Smiley goes for the fire extinguisher, but she bends over in front of him, so he has to do the big wiggle. She sprays him with it. Um, Smiley, th- Smiley throws her face first into the table that's placed in the corner. Smi- uh, Smiley then stumbles for a minute and then pins her. I will say this. The crowd popped like sh- crazy 
when he got behind her and started doing oh, the yeah. smiley spank. I was like, Jesus. Also, isn't it ironic that this is a garbage joke match with people nobody wants to see really on TV? That's how WWE's giving it to you. But if you were looking like in reality, these are two oh, blood Jesus. <laughs> it's these are two of the more respected professionals on the roster right now. Ronda Singh, forget Bertha Faye. Yeah. Ronda Singh had been wrestling for 15 years worldwide in Japan, Europe, England. Damn. In terms of women's wrestlers, she, she was less a, than two years left at this point. Yeah. She was a big deal. Mm-hmm. She died in 01. Really? Yeah. And Norman Smiley, of course, great wrestler in England and Mexico. But this is how they're both treated on Nitro. So there you go. Um, we go backstage and we see the maestro and symphony playing piano. The piano's like, it's out of tune. So Maestro goes checks on it. Then David Flair drives by him and hits the piano stick that's holding the top up, and it lands on top of him with with such force that it may not have broken an, an egg. However, <laughs> Maestro was down for the count. Oh, he was. <laughs> uh, then we go to the powers that be. Oh, he kidnapped the chick, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, plus another kid. He does. We go to the powers that be with Psychosis and Laparka as Who and Two Guerrero. Is supposed to face Jushin Thunder Liger for the Junior IWGP Championship, a rematch from last week. Somebody got a phone call. Like, you get that motherfucking belt back. <laughs> but Hoovy has a broken arm. Yep. Powers at B says, all right, LaParka. Since you, you all kind of look alike. Since you all look alike. And uh, what we're going to do is a Dark Knight theme of I'm going to let you both beat the shit out of you. And whoever wins, <laughs> you face Jushin Thunder tonight. Psychosis takes down LaParka. What's up with that. Some old bullshit is what that is. What's up with that is, didn't you guys see the bigger picture? It didn't dawn on me until halfway through the match. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is the second time in three months Psychosis has been handed a title to immediately walking go up, lose. Walking up to the ring. <laughs> like, I don't know how we got here, but this needs to be lost, and you're going to do it. Here, take that and go. God damn. We see Bret Hart showing up to the show. I really should start marking down, like, I think he's on time. Times and like just to see like you, you'd think he'd like to get there a little earlier since his match is always first hour. Yeah. Uh, well, all the time to change or stretch. Yeah. We see the package wanting to talk to Elizabeth as he goes to the locker room. She won't let him in. She goes, "Come on, Liz, I got to talk business with you." I also got champagne, and she lets him in. Then we go to uh, soup, salad, and breadsticks as he's uh, reading a newspaper and he hears a knock on his door. Take a breath that is new. And it was Lash LaRue <laughs> and Disco Inferno. Three's Company 2. And then there was Mod. And then there's Mod. <laughs> As they knock on his door, and then he goes, uh-oh, and then we fade to black. This guy's the worst gangster ever. Right, who the fuck is scared of Disco Inferno and Lash LaRue? Super you can't beat six. their ass by yourself, dude. Get the hell out. Super dude, look at him. He weighs about 72 pounds. I still take him in you a fight two-on-one. You guys have to remember, one. he was a big Lodi fan not too long yeah, ago. he was obsessed with Lenny and Lodi, if you know what I mean. He's, he's got it. Maybe he was in Witsec. Dude, he's got to be so happy that they changed gimmicks. Is he? <laughs> you want to be the crazed stalker of the ancestral gay duo or the... Uh, I'd rather be punked out by Disco Inferno. I'd rather be punked out by Disco than be nah. obsessed with the two ancestral uh, gay brothers. Nah. Give me an incest centipede. So let's go to our north to south. Let's go to our second match of the night, guys. Quick on sixty nine, me for the 
Thanks, Kenny. For the Junior IWGP Championship. Hey, as uh, did they ever put Psychosis' name on the belt, too? No. No? No. Okay, as Psychosis defending the title for Hoovy. Is Psychosis like one of those seat fillers at the Grammys? Yes. <laughs> Here comes the seat filler. Well, the weekend wouldn't know if he's there. Psychosis <laughs> versus Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, Liger uh, backdrop Psychosis over the top rope to the outside. Uh, we see Buzzkill walk around with a sign with the fans. Oh. Liger hits a baseball slider on the bottom rope and then hits a crossbody to the shoulder of Psychosis. Liger kicks out at two at one point, and then Psychosis and Charles Robinson gets into a shoving match with each other. Psychosis hits a top rope Frankensteiner. Liger hits his, uh, tilt, uh, a tumbling heel kick and a tilt-to-world backbreaker. Beautiful moment. Liger goes for the inverted uh, surfboard, but Psychosis just falls on him. I think slipped. Uh, then Liger rolls up Psychosis to get his title back. You know what I came away from this thinking? Joe gets a dollar. I need to watch more uh, 99 Liger. Yeah, that was good. Because he's looked good. Uh, La Parker runs down and then blasts Psychosis with the chair. Yeah, he does. Swore, bro. You sat in the wrong chair, Mr. Seat Filler. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's the chairman. Then we go backstage with the Nitro Girls as they're playing poker and talking trash about Spice. Uh, already on my hit list. Uh, then Johnny the Bull and Big Vito come in and ask if they've seen Disco and LaRue. They said no, but then they notice that they're playing poker. Like three minutes in. <laughs> and um, they decide to, hey, let's let's up the game and let's play some strip poker. Then we go to Package and telling Liz that they're meant to be together. I wouldn't turn down playing strip poker with those three Nitro girls. I'm just saying, you know. Well, let's see how... I would. How would your night... and Lodi. How would your night go, unlike theirs? Uh, I, I, can't well, I have six aces. So. I can't play poker, so they'd probably win. So. We are back-to-back weeks, you know. The One's playing five-card draw the next week. The other company's playing poker. I'm just hoping they're, like, massive... Never mind. Bloodshed. And yes. we see uh, Liz and Package, they're saying they're meant to be together. What, am I pa- going to gig during strip poker? Y- you might. <laughs> Flair <Woo>! would. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> uh, as uh, Package tells them that they're they're meant together, that they're peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. And then we see Maestro looking for Symphony as he's yelling, Bring her back! So, this, what is his accent supposed to be? German. Uh, Terrible? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. German, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Paris, Tennessee. What is this? Paris, Tennessee. Then we go to one mean Gene as he's with Mona as he's too busy looking at her boobs. You like what you see there, Gene? Up here. Yeah. Like as a, uh, tonight, right. guys, it's going to be a triple threat match. Medusa, Mona, and Evan Courageous. Jesus fucking Christ. If Mona wins, she gets the title shot at Starcade. but if Medusa wins... She gets the keeps the title shot, but if Evan Courageous wins, none of them get a title shot. All by guaranteeing Evan Courageous is not winning. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yep. So before this, they had Ronda Singh on the backstage blast interview. Ooh, ooh, go on. And the guy totally was just a douche. Didn't like know her for shit. And so he asked her these well, stupid I mean, she's questions. She's no fatty stone grinder. So. Well, he asked her like, "So, uh, did you expect to get into a kind of match like this?" And she's like. I've been a pro for 15 years. I've wrestled men before. I've been in hardcore matches. I've been in every kind of match you can imagine. I knew what I was doing. 
I totally just non-kayfabing the shit out of his idiot. Uh, but still, you know, uh, TV and a dude. And she was like, look, I can beat anybody. I you know, I really don't care. I was kind of hoping she'd get, like, really mad and beat him. Yeah. Because he was being a total show with his Fucking dick. Vader and just slap him. Right. Just- but she was professional. She just kept going, no, I can, I can handle myself. And uh, Go John Stossel on him. Oh, Is this I, fake? I wanted to have, she needed to Dr. D this some bitch so bad. Oh, and it gets worse during the night. Jesus Christ. As, this match as speaking of that triple threat match, our next match is a triple threat match. Evan Courageous, Medusa, and Mona. Medusa tells Evan Courageous to join commentary. And no, what? What did we do to deserve that? <laughs> what did we do? Holy f- I think I know why Tony Schiavone hates this guy. I can She's tell why, wrong. too. Jesus. Uh, Medu- Ma- Mona and Medusa get in a tussle as as um, Evan's like, oh, she looks hurt, and then she leaves. Uh, he pulls Mona off Medusa. Medusa then rolls up Courageous for the win. Jeff Jarrett comes out of nowhere, throws Courageous out of the ring, and then blasts Medusa with the guitar. I enjoyed that part. And then he challenges Goldberg to a match tonight. I just, I just like any part where any part of this angle gets just totally killed. Fuck, dude. We go to uh, backstage with Soup Cell and Breadstick because he's now tied up, and LaRue and Disco have a surprise for him. Then we see Liz accepting... Packages apology by pouring champagne over his head. Then they go to commercial break. Then she yes. called him a trifling bitch. And that's where Big Vito and Johnny the Bull, even though they've already supposedly started a poker game, are now with that dude for awesome. an interview. Awesome. Where he uh, asks stupid questions again, and they go total like they handle it well. They're in character, but they're playing like Italian heavies. Yeah. So it's like that never happened. Never happened. You didn't see none. See none the whole time. Just like totally kayfabing him. Finally, like, Johnny the Bull's like, you asked that stupid question one more time, I'll break your thumbs. And the guy looks at him like, are you serious? <laughs> this guy, I'm not even sure if this guy was keyed into how wrestling works. So this is somebody just, this is just like Russo punking some dude in the back. Yeah. And they had a pretty, it was pretty entertaining because they just totally fucked. It was, it reminded me of DX with Michael Cole in like late 97. They were just fucking with this guy left and right. And then finally they come back to the show. Jesus and Christ. apparently they go back to the poker game because... They left it for this Why very important... Why leave that poker game? Oh, and you know what else I found out? Uh, during this, the Nitro Girls, even though they're feuding, uh, still perform during yep. the commercial breaks. Yep. And uh, they use every major song you can think of during the commercial breaks, of course, because it's not televised. <laughs> Except for they forgot it's televised here. So I'm hearing Ba Widow Bob with Kid Rock and Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue and shit all night long during commercials. Really hard to take an interview with Rhonda Singh seriously when Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue is blaring in the background. Amazing. It's hard to take tests seriously with Girls, Girls, Girls. I wish this backstage blast was every week. Then we see one uh, maestro still looking for symphony. As symphony! Thank you. Is this is one where he dropped down to his knees. No, Moses! No, this is the one where he walks past the hallway and like Flair shows up behind him with a symphony and then like oh, yeah. lurks behind and runs away. Ugh. Then it's going to mean Gene with Jerry only and Vampiro. Uh, Vampiro says that he likes being a thorn because it hurts. And uh, Vampiro tells uh, Dr. Death in Oklahoma that the nightmare is here. So our next match is Oklahoma Dr. Death versus Jerry Only and Vampiro. And one Oklahoma is mic'd up for this. He's going to do his own commentary, folks. 
Calls the match on the apron himself. Do you know who the first time who, the first person who ever did that was? Heenan? Jerry Lawler. Law, yeah. I watched it was an episode of Superstars in like ninety four or ninety five where he was so good. He did it with a mic in his hand while wrestling the guy. He, was, he awesome. would just punch him with the other hand, do a one arm like pile driver the whole time doing commentary and talking shit about Vince while he's beating this guy up. That's amazing. It was hilarious. Uh, Oklahoma puts the uh, leg lock on but goes the wrong way the first time. <laughs> I mean, he's not a pro, so. Vampiro gives Oklahoma a big boot and he loses his headset, so. But did they think it would stay on? Maybe. Jesus. Uh, Oklahoma hits Vampiro with, with one of his boots. Dr. Death hits a couple suplexes in the back body drop. Oklahoma wants the tag. Oklahoma hits a first turnbuckle elbow drop for the win. So uh, Hold on. Do you want to repeat that last sentence? Yes. Oklahoma hits a first turnbuckle elbow drop for the win. That's what I thought you said. How is that helping Vampiro? That's exactly what I was going to ask you. You look like you have something to say about this. I will later on. Okay. When we get to the award show, remind me of this match, if one of you would, please. This was ridiculous. I was like, really? You're going to do Vampiro dirty like that? He's ostensibly somebody you can build around. He's young. He's over with the crowd. Just think of the bullshit that has been giving to Vampiro for about seven months, and you're still doing him like this. He can't now, beat fucking Bell's Palsy beating with barbecue sauce, Oklahoma. He can't beat the co-head writer. <laughs> Who no oh doubt booked himself to win this. And Dr. Death, you know, 17 years removed from his fucking prime. Christ, man. Then we go to the Nitro Girls with Big Vito and Johnny Bull, as we find out in this that the Nitro Girls are cheating in a way of having them look the other way and pulling out their sick face. Johnny Bull gets it, though. He knows they're cheating. Yeah. But Vito just wants to get, you know, he wants to get some. So he won't listen to it. Then we see... Uh, Disco pouring what on one soup salad and breadsticks? I thought Vince Russo hated Southern wrestling. I thought he hated all the old gimmicks that Jim Cornette would have done in the 80s. They tarred and feathered him. Yep. That's straight out of 1982 Mid-South wrestling. Yep. Granted, it was still out of date then, but only by a couple of years. This is 1999. What? Having fun, Booble? Used to be a very, I mean. <laughs> no. Used to be a very <laughs> racially motivated thing. Yeah. Of course, here, not so much. Yeah. But stupid, why? <laughs> then, so uh, like, hold on, hold on. No. Right, go ahead. You get any other, like, stereotypical Italian punishment? It's got to be tar and feather. They, well, last week, Vito and Bull got spaghetti right, and Right, so you can't just, so. like, throw them in a, in a trash dump or... Have them swimming other, with the fishes. Whatever other horse shit you want to do. This some, like, concrete racist. shoes put right. on him. You're going to tar and feather him like he's the junkyard dog in New Orleans? Well, he stabbed himself in the back 12 times and threw himself off a bridge. Which, by the way, not, not for nothing, but that tar and feather angle drew 70,000 people to the to Superdome, so it worked. So did FEMA. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's terrible. So anyways, what are you going to say? I was going to say here, at this point, I think they interviewed... <laughs> Harlem Heat on the uh, backstage. East and West Baltimore. Yeah, East and West Baltimore and The Wire. And uh, Omar Weebay. <laughs> this was boring. I, I was like, holy shit. Big Vito and Johnny the Bull knocked it out of the park with this doof. And here Booker T is like, 
Yeah, man. We're just uh, hoping to get on the card at Starcade. We're going to do something. Booker T feels like he's uh, done with Stevie Ray as his partner. Yeah. He's like, can I do anything. anything else would be great at this point in my career? It definitely wasn't hyped up. <laughs> it Jesus was like, Christ. This was the most low-key I've ever heard Booker T, man. Straight shooting. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> um, we got a mean, Somebody drugged him. <laughs> we got a mean Gene with the Outsiders as Hall... Is having uh, talking about his match later on with Sting that he's going to treat Sting like the TV title and just throw it in the trash. Cool. Just remind people of that. Hall thinks that he will have the night off at Starcade because Benoit won't get through uh, Kevin Nash tonight. It's fair. Nash says that Benoit uh, won't make it to Starcade because tonight it's his. Uh, he's going to make an example of one Chris Benoit. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, just wait till the next commercial break. Well, our next match is for the WCW Heavyweight Championship match. I want to point out, we are still in hour one. They're doing Brett dirty. I do want to point out. Where are we at on the show, Joe? Uh, we're in the fifth match. Yeah, I mean on our timing, on our show. How much time are we in? Oh, we filmed so far 33 minutes. Hour we're, one We're still. still in hour one of Nitro. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, dude. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, package has an issue taking his pants off so heart attacks him. Um, Think about what you just said. Package having issues taking his pants off so he has a heart attack. <laughs> oh my god. Cosplay and Stu Hart, huh? Hey, we waited four years. So far it's been worth it. Hey, uh, package, <laughs> have an issue taking your pants off. He needs Liz. Yeah, right knew he takes pants off. Yeah. Yeah, get him back in there for a run. Huh? Uh, they brawl on the outside for a long time. Hart goes for a backbreaker, but Luger pokes him in the eyes. Liz comes out, and Sting follows, and Sting's like, hey, are you going to represent me or a piece of, piece of garbage? Now or never. This distracts a uh, package for Sting to hit a Russian, uh, Brett to hit a Russian leg sweep and put uh, the package in the sharpshooter. And he taps out instantly. He, like, jobbed out. Yeah. This was quick as fuck. I couldn't help but think to myself while I was watching this match. Just five years earlier, this was almost the main event of WrestleMania 10. And now... It's our one. one End of our one. And it's not competitive. Of an ADD riddled (laughs) fucking wrestling show. And yeah, it's not competitive. They're doing Brett dirty with his title run. Yep. One first hour defenses, and he's notice he's not winning any of the matches clean. It's flukes, a it's run people in. interfering. Yep. Like if you can't beat Lex Luger as the world champ, you probably should be world champ. <laughs> uh, then we go powers at B as one Kurt Henning is telling him that hey they should ha- uh, bring Curly on Curly, uh, Bill. Curly Bill and say like, all right what do you got for me Curly Bill. Curly Bill doesn't sound like a good name. I got one for you. One word. Shane. I don't know if that's worse or Vincent, but at least you're thinking, so you're hired. I told you guys. I'm like, oh, Gerald and Patrick was nothing. Just wait until Curly Bill joins the uh, the corporation here. So, so now we got Shane. So we have now Shane, Gerald, and Patrick. If they had an Andrew or an Mark, I swear to God. I'm and they have over. Vince. They have Vince the Russo. The be Vince. Is there, a, is there a Linda soon coming up? I mean, maybe they could have Midnight join and call her Linda. <laughs> I have no idea. 
<laughs> she would be viscera. Psychosis <laughs> is his heavy, right? He's the answer to all the threats, so he's answer. That's enough test. <sighs> um, he, uh, they hire him at minimum wage, I guess. Yeah, minimum wage. And this is when Rhonda Singh walks in and asks for the opportunity. Again, this, yeah, they, this they, is they, they play it. We're like, yeah. They played it twice online. Right before it's, the hardcore, and then here. I didn't see it. I didn't like morons. And I'm like, why? Why are they rerunning this? this is, what? Okay. So here they on on interview. They somehow edit. They must have edited that out because I would have wrote that down. Because well, because they should have. They should have edited this one out and played the <laughs> earlier one because no. it makes no fucking sense here. Well, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So on on the commercial, they uh, that dude interviews Chris Benoit. And Uh-oh. first of all, Uh-oh. this was a really long commercial break because this thing went for like six minutes. <laughs> Think of that. Jesus. So this guy, I can't remember his name, the interviewer, he just starts rewriting WCW history during this promo. Awesome. He's awesome. like, tonight you're finally going to get your hands on Kevin Nash, a man who has spent three years curtailing your career at every uh, step. He's cost you titles. He's kept you out of this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, when did all this fucking happen on TV? Don't, don't you when? remember? Don't you remember when the NWO and Horseman feuded for like a month in September? And I don't remember any Nash Benoit battles. Like I don't either. And from the looks of it, Benoit didn't know how to react. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, well, yeah, he's been a thorn in my side for a while." Like I guess, like yeah. you could almost see Benoit going, "I guess." He couldn't sure. go. He couldn't go. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And then or, the guy started asking like day one fucking interview questions. You're not that tall. Kevin Nash is. Is that going to be hard during this match? You're not that tall. <laughs> he's what he said. He's like, no, but I do know how to use a bow flex. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, so. well, I'm used to wrestling bigger guys. He's like, well, and you're kind of a technical wrestler, but he's not. He can't wrestle very well at all. I'm like, I'm sure Nash is going to love that. What do you fucking hear? Is this, like, what the hell is this guy? Did they fucking find this guy on the street? And like, here, you want to do interviews you know for what happened? Backstage Blast? I, I know. Corey, I figured it out. Where's, where's Ricky Rackman? This guy's a friend of Ricky Rackman. Ah. Ricky Rackman was giving him pointers. Like, bro, this is what you do. God damn. He went to the Ricky Rackman School of Journalism. And you, you want to know how I know that? Because at the end, after Benoit answered all those things as professionally and well as he could, this is the final question. So, he's kept you from titles and wins a lot. He went back to the first fucking question and asked it again. <laughs> you can see, like, he, you can see he wanted to just find a fucking rug to wrap him up in. And it, wasn't the, it wasn't the concussions. It was this fucking interview right here. <laughs> we move on and we see Midnight looking for Harlem Heat. Then we go to Powers at B. Turn with the lights off. How right big there. is this arena? Everybody's looking for everybody and can't find nobody. It's a Milwaukee, dog. <laughs> oh, hey, look. <laughs> Hillary was looking for the black boat. There she yeah. just found her. As uh, we see Skeletor. Oh. As that's LaParka's new name. Heat with me. <laughs> uh, heat with me. He wants LaParka, uh, Powers at B want LaParka to sit in the corner, and every time he cracks his fingers, he wants LaParka to attack. Uh-huh. Stevie Ray. Hold on, hold on. Okay. And then says the line, you are now the chairman of WC. I was like, bullshit. (laughs) You have always been the chairman. Go fuck yourself, Vinny Rue. Currently the chairman of Major League Wrestling. He's chairman whoever the fuck he wants to be. It's goddamn Laparka. You're right. I might run for president have this bitch behind me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just so when I make a good point, he's like, that's right. (laughs) Powers that be, uh, 
Harlem Heat come in and Priors at B apologize to them and say, you know what? You're going to have a title tag team championship match at Starcade. Play it. Play it. And then he cracks his fingers and everybody attacks Harlem Heat. <laughs> he was really punishing them for that terrible interview they did on Backstage Blast. Show some life, goddammit. Yep. Then we see a limo showing up. One Roddy Piper's here. Yes, sir. Then I went flaccid. Yes, sir. Then we see David rocking Symphony in the basement. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Taking the, you're taking the wrong way. That sounds very different. Then we got a mean gene with Bert, with Jerry Flynn, as Flynn says that the wall had guts for entering the block. Did he? Did he? But Flynn was going to win. Still working on that comp for you, Joe. Uh, Berlin <laughs> cheated <laughs> and doesn't know the rules of the block, and if he ever wants to come back down... I figure if anybody knew rules about blocks, it would be a guy named Berlin. You but, know. you know, hey, whatever. Flynn then makes an open challenge for tonight. There's too many fucking open challenges. I'm going to say that now. Yeah. That's, you know what that is? It's lazy you know, booking. Fucking pick somebody, goddammit. It's lazy booking. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. He's, he's used all of his bag of tricks in, in the first seven month. weeks. Yeah. Seven weeks in. And now he's like, hey, everybody challenge everybody. Let's go to our next match, guys. This is Asia of the Revolution, or Boa, or whatever her name is. I don't yeah, know. I think she's Boa. Versus Midnight. Cool, because we needed this. Revolution come out to a new theme, all wearing... Uh, this is terrible. What is this music? I, I just want to say that I was out on the Revolution far before this. I mean, and I'm I was too, but like... You were off once we hit Sagan off. <laughs> yeah, like I can't do this. <laughs> I'd rather see them back. Uh, Revolution come out to a new theme, all dressed in all black. Well, Army they're militant. Militant, yep. Terrible show. Uh, Douglas yells at the crowd, saying they can do whatever they want to the American flag. Uh, revolution said they didn't turn their back on the country. The country turned their back on the revolution. Douglas tells Asia that to roll up that piece of shit USA flag, which didn't get bleeped. Malenko then shows their new flag. It's just their logo. Kind of looks like the revol- uh, looks like retributions. No wonder he, I hate retributions. So he pluribus anus. They're fucking ripping off. This gimmick. Saturn says that they're a tight knit faction like the Panthers and yells, Power to the people! It's like, Jesus Christ! What the fuck are we doing? My God! (laughs) The only thing I look forward to with the revolution each week is what Saturn's gonna say, but far more importantly, the look Malenko gives him when he says it. I figured it out, guys. Saturn is the gene. (laughs) <laughs> of the revolution. Yeah. So, so I texted Corey. He just gets the one-liners. You're like, what? <laughs> so I texted Corey for Starcade because he tells me there's a eight-man between Revolution and Duggan and three mystery partners. Yep. yep. And I was like, I think I know it. I guarantee you, you don't. And I lost it already. Like, I don't know who it's going to be. This is so completely out of left field. Do they question? Yes. Do you know if they tell us before the no, show? It's a surprise. Oh, Jesus. Do they work for the company currently? That's a problem, Joe. That's a problem. That's okay. a problem, That's Joe. A problem. We're not going to guess it. That's no. a problem. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> One does. Y- yes. One does. I asked and, and maybe in different ways, yes. I thought one was going to be. I thought I asked him if it's going to be like the three people that uh, Piper picked to use <laughs> oh, War God. Games team. Oh God, no, it's not that bad. Oh God, yeah. it's uh, just so completely out of left field that even in real time, everybody across the world was like, "Huh, cool, cannot wait <laughs> okay. for that." 
Uh, Midnight hits a high drop kick and a kip up after. Is there a rush? No. No. And there's no previous link to Duggan in any way, shape, or form for any of the three people. Can't wait. Midnight lifts Asia and hit uh, up like a glam slam, but leaves her up in the air as a submission. Midnight hits a vertical suplex and goes for the pin, but Saturn pulls her out. The Revolution attack Midnight. Jim Duggan then comes down with, uh, and attacks the Revolution. Uh, Duggan comes out the two by four. It doesn't break by the time he hits the ring. It doesn't go limp. At least it's not the foam one. He's outnumbered, and they uh, attack him with his own two by four. Doug- Douglas hits Duggan with his cast, and then they drape the Revolution flag over Duggan. Bum, bum. Then we see one Larry Zabisco. As he's uh, going to go have a meeting with the powers that be. He's mad they pulled him off the golf course at like 9 o'clock at night. Yep. Uh, we go, uh, we see Roddy Piper as he... Uh, oh, yes, sir! Yes, sir! He's just yelling uh. to himself about how he has to face the Coneheads tonight or the condom heads. Uh, guys with condoms over their heads. Then we do a nitro Defend party. Defend this, Jeff. Defend this. Uh, guys, we have a retro, uh, a nitro party. We haven't yeah. had one in a while. And yeah. I did miss it. And we have one as there's one fan. Her name is Daphne. As she's say, sitting on her bed, swaying back and forth, saying she's a big fan of one David Flair. I'm in the crazy chicks. <laughs> I so I, so. I'm not, you know, she does something for me. What are you, you going to do? Maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe David's not all bad, right? You know what I mean? You know what? I might be coming around this old Finally David Flair. Finally figured out David Flair's you know worth. What? All right. I see you, David. I see what you're doing. You're playing long con. I got it. Motherfucker. No, you did learn from your dad. All right. Oh, Joseph, I can't talk no, no, about No, no, this. no, no, no. Uh, my, my, I, I hit something on my iPad, so it went down further. So I, I had to scroll up. I don't know how many times I had to scroll up to get to where we were just at. Um, where are we, by the way? We're on there the, we are. We're after. at the. We're it's at, not uncommon to ask during this era of Nitro. We're at the point of a handicap I quit match with, <laughs> as is it Nazi control versus Roddy Piper, who is also the referee of this match. Jesus Christ. Piper tells them that they have to do whatever he tells them to do. Then he tries to molest both of them. As he uh, wants to pat them both down. So he pats one down and gives himself a little tug. Because he just couldn't do an ocular check? Nope. No physical, no ocular check. No <laughs> ocular pat down? No ocular pat down. He had to physically give him a little tug and pull. Getting all on him. I, I think he did a fucking um, a colonoscopy on one of them. Oh, he did. The first one. As in the second one. <laughs> who was, on it's like one. he was going for the only pickle left Jesus. in the jar. The second one's like, no, I'm good. I don't want to. And he's like, well, I'm going to count you out if you don't. So let me touch your ding-a-ling. <laughs> <laughs> my dingaling, my, my dingaling. I want to play with my, my dingaling. Any idea, Joe? No. Can you believe that was the only number one hit for Chuck Berry? Nope. But checks out. That is nuts. A pioneer who had all those no, classic songs. Dingaling. <laughs> yeah. A pioneer who had all those classic songs, and that's his only number one. It's about a child's toy, Joe. Yeah. I hope. Um, <laughs> Curse, like, I hate a lot. Piper kicks one in the groin, then point. Pokes the other one, Piper. Um, so his chain wrestling. Yes, as he's able to hold on to one of the guys, one of the wrists as he's attacking the other one. 
uh, until Nazi control begins to double team Piper. They lift him up, both lift him up in the air, and then drop one, drop him on the other one's knee. Ooh, I'm surprised he took that ball. They did that twice. Uh, they're going to double power drive uh, Piper on a chair until so Goldberg comes out, spears he, one of them. You know he demanded extra money for that. Spears one of them and then goes to jackhammer the other one. But and you don't want to go. He, then yeah. The other one went limp, so he took a stumble yeah. and almost made it a slingshot Wait, uh, jackhammer. You mean to tell me that a car-carrying member of Nazi control didn't want to take a move from a popular Jewish wrestler? Yep. And not I'm only shocked. that, but you mean to tell me that Goldberg isn't uh, strong as we're being yeah. led to believe? Well, in all fairness, those Nazi control dudes are big boys. But, yeah. uh... Cena would have got him up. I mean... It, 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 it's just funny. It's just, it's just, it's just oh, funny yeah. that like he stumbles and then like slingshots him off the rope because dude, the other it was guy terrible. It was scary. Could have ended bad. It should have ended bad. Um, as all that's happening, Piper's whipping the other one and puts him in a chokehold until he quits. So Piper, the referee, wins the I Quit match. Next wedding I go to, I want to dress like Billy Graham right here. Uh, Piper and Goldberg have a stare down. They hug it out, and Goldberg says, we're even. From what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm racking my head right now, trying to figure out. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, we see um, soup salad breadsticks begging for his life, and they pour, they pour more uh, tarred on him. Molasses. And feather him. Probably. Probably molasses. Then we go to... Uh, or it's just... Shit. Just no, actual uh, shit, yeah, probably. Well, it's something that, theoretically, the feathers would have to stick to. So, so decaying shit. Probably molasses. Uh, we go to Nitro Girls with the uh, Bull and Vito. As, uh, Vito thinks this is some type of voodoo magic. Bull's like, no, 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 they're cheating. And Vito's <laughs> like, no, stop it. No, they're not. God damn. Vito's like, guys, I get the hands of the hands. So, uh, I'm put, just upset. Put everything down. I kind of wanted to see fire and nothing but her bra and panties. I'm just I'm saying. Just... You can on YouTube. Ooh, okay. What the fuck is spice? Though? Well, they're feuding. They're playing cards with the heel Nitro girls. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care about spice. Then we go. Then we go see the maestro. This is the part when the maestro gets down on his knees because he finds Symphony's shoes. Oh my god, Symphony! Who are you? Holla! If you hear him. Oh my god. Ro- uh, then we go to Co- uh, Dustin Rhodes and see. Um, he um, he's getting his match at. He's something. Yeah, they show highlights of him getting into it with uh, Jared at Mayhem and the past two Nitros, and then our next match, Dustin Rhodes' first match back since WCW, him versus Ming. Well, welcome back. Rhodes jumps on the back of Ming, but Ming just runs Rhodes back into the corner. Rhodes and Bulldogs Ming, but Ming gets right back up and sidekicks him. Jarrett runs down and tosses Ming to the outside. Rhodes gets Jarrett tied up to the tur- uh, uh, tied up on the turnbuckle as he's going to like kick him in the groin like he used to with Goldust. But then the outsiders come on down and attack Rhodes. Ming gets up and gets back in the ring. Jarrett hits Ming with the guitar, but Ming goes down to just one knee. Nash has to give him a big boot to get him down. That guitar shot must have really hurt. He went down to a knee. 
For Ming, that's, that's intense pain. <laughs> Let's Nash then jackknifes his Rhodes, and then we see Hall playing the broken guitar. Yeah, I'm, so, I mean, I'm an outsider's guy, so I'm not This gonna... is, I think, match seven, I believe, at this point. This was match eight. Match eight. So this is five out of eight for me so far that are half a star or less. Oh, yeah. No, this is a terrible show. Now, so this is before they go to commercial break again, and he interviews Midnight. And this okay. guy, he, he came from the JR school of, of uh, was announcing. So, obviously, without saying it, you're black. You must be really athletic. Tell me about what you did in college. Right. Or did so, you play linebacker? <laughs> so she had to tell him about all the different things she excelled at in sports and all that. And I was just like face palming at this point. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's all you could do. You're athletic and black. What did you do in college? The football team. But let's go to the powers that be. God, yes. As they want to talk to one Larry Z. As they want to know, hey, what does thunder suck? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> This was actually a really good segment. And I, lo- I love the fact that they acknowledge Thunder sucks. Yep. And then Larry Z with equal applause, like, because no stars are on the fucking show. Goldberg, it's all the fucking Sting, nobody B team guys. There. I was like, Corey? Is you? <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, Larry, you're right. Larry's like, fuck yeah, I'm shooting, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Starting this week, guys, Thunder's going to have the A stars. And it did. And they weren't wrong. <laughs> it, it did. Goldberg, Sting, the Outsiders. <laughs> And hell, they're going to even replace the commentary team. You know team. what? I'm guaranteeing those three guys running back like, fuck! I got to have Thunder now? God damn it. I want to know what they did with Sting. Because it's well known. And we talked about it a year ago. When Sting re-signed in 98, one of the clauses in his contract is he didn't have to work the new show. I mean, it's just money, dog. I know. I'm sure they gave him more money. It's just money. Because that was an actual clause in the contract. Yep. So I wonder how they'd be like, uh, hey, um, Sting, we'll give you more money. So it sounds like <laughs> but he could have said no. They're going like, <laughs> it's Sting. He yeah, won't. No. That's true. So uh, it sounds like they're going to replace the commentary team. But Larry's like, hey, I don't need this job. I've been wrestling for 25 years. <laughs> Glorious years. Yeah. Uh, Henning takes a shot at, uh, I mean, Larry takes a shot at Henning. You know, Henning was a champion, but now he's just a chump. The power B have has now made a match between Larry and Kurt Henning. If Henning wins, Larry's fired. If Larry wins, the powers that be will leave. Well, that gave away the fucking finish. Well, guess we know who's winning the match. Then we get a promo for the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea. The creative genius of Vince Russo. Just giving a guy the Prince gimmick. Hey, remember Prince? Yeah, let's make a wrestler Prince. Let's go to our next match. Kurt Henning with Shane versus Larry Zabisco. Larry coming out to the old Nitro theme. I missed it. I know. I had, I had like nostalgia. It, and, it, and it's just sad, too, because it's only been like what? Since March. March, yeah. And what are we in December? So it feels like nine, four months? Eight, years. nine months. It's been nine and months. Yeah, it's been right? nine months, and it feels like it feels yeah. like Jeff Mack was still here when we had that nitro. Yeah, it's funny, and no one wants that. It's fu- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny there. It's funny because <laughs> I am nostalgic for I was the old, coughing for the old music and the old entrance ramp. Yep. 
But I like the graphics and Cryon and all that for the new Nitro. So if you can just combine the two into, like, I'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, when they destroyed the old set. Well, they tried to. They tried to. And Hogan couldn't knock over a W. And it's just one of those things, just like... But if it was an N, he could have. Bring it back. You know what I mean? Let's just bring it back. In a hard R on the other side. (laughs) I already miss it. The... The only thing good about this new stage and set is that the ramp that could kill anybody, a.k.a. Hoobie. Just Hoovy. Hoovy. Everybody else has seemed to have figured it out. You just walked to the side. He was like, now nah, I'm going to close my eyes and walk straight. <laughs> While dousing water on my head. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Hoovy. Um, so Larry gets advantage uh, for first They're part really of the match. In shape still. Yeah, he's, he keeps in course. shape. Yeah, yeah. He um, keeps in shape. We get a ref bump, and I honestly put this note down. Robinson... It's going to is going to be out until the finish of the match, and this is even. I wrote this before the rest of the match finished, and I'm like, oh, he did. He was out for the rest of the match. Yep. Uh, Henning has Larry in the abdominal stretch. Doesn't play with Larry's boobs. Uh, Larry DDTs Henning and keeps him in the headlock. Shane gets in and attacks Larry. And Arn Anderson comes on down with a baseball bat, attacks Henning and Shane. Creative Control comes out. Uh, oh, and uh, Her- Larry makes the cover and wins. So, your winner, Larry Zabisco. But However, wait. but wait. Creative Control comes on down, and it's like, hey, watch this replay. Watch these prongs. So, they show the replay. Watch the trons really far away. Yeah, watch the trons from a distance. They show that Arn Anderson interfered. So, Charles Robinson reversed the decision. And now it looks like Larry Z is fired. A bummer of a way for the Vern Gagne Memorial uh, match to end as uh, these two former AWA world champions uh, fought it out here on Monday Nitro in 1999. Yep. Uh, looks like we're going to have to find a new Thunder commentator. And boy, did they ever. And a new gimmick for your boy. Yeah. Well, don't Shit. worry. I got you covered. Shit. It's been so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, let's... We see that the uh, Benoit and the Outsiders headed to the ring with Hall carrying the ladder. Then we see LaRue and Disco shoving an apple and uh, soup, salad, and breadsticks. We go see the Nitro Girls with Vito in the bowl, and we find out that Vito loses as uh, there's a small TV next to them, and they finally notice what has happened to soup, salad, and breadsticks as they want to leave. We need a recap of last week's Nitro of Benoit jumping off the cage, hitting his flying headbutt. Our next match is Chris Benoit versus Kevin Nash with Scott Hall on commentary from a ladder's angle <laughs> as he places the ladder in front of the commentary table. Just stare at Scott Hall's asshole the whole match. That was cool. Hey, yo. Um... I kind of like that. The, the, I like the shot of the camera guy behind Hall's shoulder so you saw from his point of view. That was cool. But Shivani and Heenan had to look up his ass the entire... I'm just glad uh, at least on Monday he climbed the ladder Thursday. He ain't used to working Thursdays. Mm-hmm. It's usually a bar day. Uh, Tony asked Hall if the ladder would be used in multiple ways and Hall's like, Tony, you've read the format. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. My God, man. You could, like, I don't know, (laughs) pretend 
that it used to be Nitro and then was unscripted and then they could happen. Oh, I'm sure the, no, the we're just over I'm that. sure creative control is like, no, say stuff like Oh that. no, I know, but make like, it edgy. Damn, man. Jesus, dude. You've seen the floor, Like man. we know Kayfabe is dead, <laughs> but you don't gonna like put a fucking billboard up. Right. Jesus oh, Christ. <sighs> uh, Benoit attacks Nash's legs. We can hear Benoit slaps on Nash from the camera shown from behind uh Hall. Hall says he's going to go celebrate with Nash as he's going to go uh, as Nash is trying to jackknife him. Uh, Benoit. Benoit uh, puts Nash in the cross phase. Hall hits the ref with the ladder. Benoit takes the uh, takes down Hall, kicks the ladder into Nash. Benoit climbs the ladder and do, uh, to do the flying headbutt, but Hall gets into the ring and Benoit does a cross body. Uh, Nash then hits the big boot and then jackknifes Benoit. Hall goes to the out, uh, for the outsider's edge on Benoit, but uh, onto the ladder. But Sid runs down, grabs Benoit from over the top rope, and makes the save as Sid then carries, helps Benoit to the back. I gotta be honest, man. There was enough here between all the ooh la la that made me kind of want to see a Nash Benoit match, like without the shit. Yeah. Uh. I mean, Benoit deserves the the profile. Yeah. And, you know, Na- uh, Nash, Diesel, his best matches were always against Brett and Sean, little guys. So, I'd like to see it. Uh, we see What we get to see is DDP showing up. Ah, damn it. And this is when I marked the time to see how much time's left in the show. 45 minutes. So he showed up at... Ten o'clock. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is the commercial time where the revolution. Oh, Jesus! It's in I'm the back. Sorry. Sorry off. No, this is where things got very interesting. Oh, he See, kept asking. He kept asking questions they didn't like, particularly Saturn. Yeah. And it ended with him on the floor, stomach down, with uh, Saturn's boot on his face, and Dean and and Shane having to try to pull Saturn off of him. That's how the interview ended. All right. <laughs> Weird. Shit got uncomfortable. It wasn't part of the. It was, was like, was he like, hey, I like you when you were better in that dress. Want to put that on for daddy? Or Mo, he was like, you know, this. Uh, he pretty much said, what you guys are doing is stupid, and it's, nobody really likes it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, and you should be ashamed to be Americans because you're denounced the flag. And Saturn, having been an army ranger, yep. uh, didn't Took, like that. Yep. And yeah, no, it got real uncomfortable. And you, you could, like, Dean and Shane were not play acting trying to get him off. It was like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get out of yeah. here. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about the scrub. And I was like, oh! Jesus. I was so happy I chose to watch the Backstage Blast version. Because the guy who makes the sets puts both of them on there. Awesome. I had the choice. That's fantastic. I was like, I made the right choice. Speaking of right choices, we see Gene with Sting as Gene wants to know what's up with Liz. And Sting says that he's always one step ahead of Luger. And he made the right choice by uh, signing Liz to a contract. Hmm. We shall see. Me thinks not. But Sting, Sting then says, tells the outsiders to uh, bring, don't sing it, bring it. Then we see Big Vito joining the bull as they're... Uh, as they said that they are sick and tired of LaRue and Disco. 
And so does the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, they call them out. Disco music hits, but the girls from last week that lured them into their uh, apartment come out. Uh, soup salad and breadsticks come out with uh, comes out after the fact that Larue and uh, Disco sneak attack the bull and Vito. Soup salad and breadsticks takes a steel pipe and beats them up. Then he does the chicken dance. Bull and Vito beat them up and then carry them to the back. Yes. Oh, man. What a show. Then we see... (laughs) This Nitro is beating me. Then we see Maestro still looking for symphony. Then we see Vito and LaRue putting Disco and... uh, The Bull and uh, Bull putting Disco and LaRue into a car. And then, like, they're celebrating, but then, like... Soup salad and breadsticks like passes out by like falling on the trunk and then slides down. They begin to celebrate, but then the car starts driving away as I think Disco sneaked through the middle and then drove away. When you're being outsmarted by Disco Inferno and Lash LaRue, it's not good. It's time to call it a day. Then we see the yeah. Maestro walking backstage, but then all of a sudden they change the cam- camera filter to the old NWO. Black and white. Black and white commercials. As he walks in, guys, he's in the he's in the block. Oh shit! He took a wrong turn. He's on the block. <laughs> this okay. So part of this made me laugh. I was like, this. I, I'm okay with the block existing for a couple of weeks. Just like, if this is how they do it every week, well, one dude is like lost, takes a wrong turn, and then all of a sudden realizes, <laughs> oh shit, I'm in the block. I'm in the block. But then like <laughs> this, the fucked hards can't like. I can just. Turn around and go out the door I just opened. Now nah, let's keep wandering through this weird ass fucking room. He he. No, I would say that no, that was David last week. David was going through the t- tunnel from Mario. Yeah, right. But this maestro just walks in and oh shit, we have a block match now between the maestro and James. I think I'm not in Kansas anymore. In Milwaukee, sir. Hey, someone 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 changed the Instagram filter and he's like. You know what? I'm going to see where this goes instead of turning around. I'm so happy, though, because the next commercial break has my favorite part of the show in it. Uh, Flynn hits a spinning heel kick and knocks out Maestro. Flynn tries to leave, but David Flair hits him with a crowbar. David walks over with, over Maestro and then walks away with Symphony as he like brags that he still has her. Then we go to commercial. Where they go up to the men in the, in the sky, Scott Hudson and Chad Damiani. And I shit you not, Scott Hudson turns to Damiani and says, remember when this company knew what it was doing? (laughs) And I popped like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go, then we see Mean Gene with Nick Patrick as Jared and the Outsiders have constantly interfered. Patrick says that everyone is barred from ringside unless they have a legal issue. Yep. Backstage, we see Sting and Liz walking. Liz hands some paperwork, and he checks it. And I love the fact that they ch- walk past, like, Sid standing there like a statue. And I believe he was... Uh, and the Vito was next to him. Checks, checks out. <laughs> I'd like to hear that conversation. Like, we've he seen... He is it, half the man that he is. We've <laughs> seen it before, like, on Raw and stuff. Like, if you if they, like, pan the camera, you see, like, the crew watching the show. Like, this is what they walk past. My favorite was when they were doing, like, an interview with Austin, like, an in-your-house. 
in front of like the locker room doors and the door opens and Hawk tries to walk oh, out yeah. and sees on camera and he goes, turns around and goes back in. That's on uh, Botchamania. That's one of the <laughs> yeah. highlights of Botchamania is him going, oh, <laughs> not supposed to be here. And then we see DDP finally getting his boots on. So let's go to our 12th match of the night as it's Sting versus, with Liz versus Scott Hall. Nash. Uh, I'm so tired. Nash. Oh, guys, we're an hour into the show already. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Nash joins uh, Nash joins commentary. He's like, Scott Hall should be able to check Liz did like Piper searched the creative control tonight. <laughs> I, I'm, why not? <laughs> I mean, those are foreign objects. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, she's got a couple of them. Uh, Nash stumbles over to the announce table and looks for a ta- hot tag from Nash. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but Sting slams uh, Hall on the table. Nash then gets up and starts to choke him with his headset cable until Nick Patrick ejects him from the ringside. <laughs> Thank God for the outsiders. Hall puts Sting in a long <laughs> headlock. Uh, Hall then hits his fallaway slam. Liz gets on the apron to distract Hall. She sprays him with mace. Sting goes for a singer splash, but then... Hall then moves the other side instead of staying there for like the multiple. <laughs> he gets hit on one and then stumbles to the other and Sting's just like, fuck, <laughs> do it again. And then they had to redo the spot. You know that's a rib. You know he's like, oh, I'll just waltz. Chase me. I'll just waltz over to this turnbuckle yeah, now. Because he, 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 he threw him the turnbuckle, hit one, goes back to hit the second. Hall stumbles to the other side and then... That's actually a staple... Okay, so I was reading about this a long time ago when they would do uh, house shows in WCW. Um, and they actually had the, out- the outsiders would have to do you know, 10 house shows a year, yeah. right? So in like 96, uh, before The Crow, and then in 98, after The Crow came back, Hall would do the same thing. Uh, certain house shows that would piss Sting off that <laughs> he just did it for fun is he would be, have to take the multiple Stinger splashes. He'd be in this corner and take it. And then go to this one, and then go to this one, and then go to this one, and then go back to this one. So he and Sting off. would have to change direction four times. That's awesome. And then he would finally go down after the fifth one. Sting hits the he Scorpion. Would do it like every house show. Sting hits the Scorpion deadlock for the win as commentary has to point out that he did not see Liz Mace Hall. Yeah. Then we see David Flair carrying Symphony to the ring. We see DDP headed to the ring as then Tony yells. We're going to have a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. Uh, Dave Flair gets a promo with Symphony as um, we find oh. out that at Starcade it's going to be DDP versus David man? Flair at with a crowbar on a pole match. Jesus Christ. Uh, Flair calls out Maestro and gives him 10 seconds, but then DDP comes out and diamond cuts Flair instantly. <laughs> Paige gets the mic and says he's been gone for eight weeks and the rumors have been uh, this was starting weird. up. Uh, first off, he goes, by the way, powers of B, this is your pay-per-view match right here. Uh, DDP, uh, the rumors started that DDP might have been wanting out of his WCW contract so he can go to WWF. True? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah? Yes. Everybody was looking to get off that sinking ship right at this point. Yeah. Well, hey, yo. There's a couple people that weren't. <laughs> DDP says that he's loyal to WCW. Um, he, uh, he says there's a lot of people that he knows are not doing that. That they're a jumping ship. 
And he, it, but now DDP is looking out for himself, as opposed to before, where he had the triad. <laughs> okay, I guess. You know what's crazy? The tri- fucking show. That yeah. too. The triad. I thought had a more prominent run. Because I can, I remember them to this day. Arguably, they were like the MVPs of the summer. Like without the triad, a lot of those shows would have been horrifically worse. But it's like weird to me because I thought oh, I thought they had a longer run. No, they, and they didn't just fade off. I mean, they fucking they went extinct. Like, it wasn't even a slow process. It's just one week dust. they were just gone. All of them. Like Thanos boom. showed up and put them in the dust. Right? So our next match is. Uh, Sid versus DDP as they bring up that um, at Starcade it's going to be Vampiro versus Dr. Death and if Vampiro wins he gets five minutes with Oklahoma what about every match has a gimmick yep. gimmick Cade five minutes with we get a ref bump Sid power bombs DDP goes for another but the outsiders come out and attack Sid Benoit comes out in all four men brawl Jeff Jarrett then runs down helps the outsiders Bret Hart runs down Security comes out and breaks them apart. Uh, DDP just walks away as this is all happening. Patrick goes to commentary and says, hey, uh, screw this. They ha- they haven't had any power. The main event, fuck it. You guys are going to have a lumberjack match. They're tired of this, and they leave. So uh, You know what that was? That's Russo going, hey, remember that uh, ref strike we booked right before we left WWF? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yep. I, saw, I was watching with Zen, and she's like, didn't WDF just do this storyline? I'm like, yeah, and they're yeah. doing it again. Yeah, no, he just did that storyline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our next match, guys, in our main event, a lumberjack match, Goldberg versus Jeff Jarrett. However, since the, there is no ref, Roddy Piper shows on down, comes on down, says, hey, I'm a ref. <laughs> he just wants to check another couple wrestlers. <laughs> so uh, Hart, Sid, Benoit, Outsiders, Creative Control, we're all... Uh, Lumberjacks. Jarrett tries to leave, but then Green Bay Packers linemen show up on the stage and stop him. Cool. I'll take your word for it. Okay. They do. And then Dustin Rhodes comes out and attacks Jarrett. Now he's a lumberjack. Uh, Goldberg damn near cures Jarrett with a power slam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How many people has Goldberg almost killed tonight? A bunch. A fucking bunch. We get the Jarrett lady. rolls out on the fence. Uh, Should have seen it coming, huh? Uh, Jarrett rolls out in the face a couple times. They beat him up. Goldberg, uh, Jarrett hits Goldberg with a uh, chair shot to the head. Jarrett gets Piper and makes the cover, but Goldberg kicks it at one after the chair shot. You well, he put, was being generous. He waited till one. Yeah. Jarrett puts on a long head, head sleeper hold. Baby faces are uh, um, slapping the mat, trying to rally the fans and God Goldberg. so loud. I'm like, Jesus Christ, calm down. Goldberg slams Jarrett and both barely get up before 10. Piper's making a super fast count. Uh, Nash then punches Goldberg. Piper and Jarrett begin to shove each other. Goldberg goes for the spear, but Nash grabs Goldberg's ankle. Jarrett hits Goldberg to the outside. The heels attack him. The faces come out, and we have an all-out brawl. Bret Hart goes in the ring and hits Jarrett with the belt. Goldberg spears and Jack hammers Jarrett for the win. And that is how we finally end Nitro. Jesus Christ. My God. I'm spent. I... Well, we got Raw to talk about a month ago. Was Boston? Or yeah. was that? Worcester. Uh, we're Worcester. Worcester. We're in Worcester. Hey, at least we're live this time. Usually they go to fucking SmackDown, Saving. At least we had a live TV this week. I feel like we were there, just there. 
for Monday Night Raw and commentaries, JR and Jerry the King Lawler, and we're going to go straight away to some bullshit. <laughs> As it's the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> <laughs> the New Age Outlaws versus Too Cool with Rakishi Fatu. That must be the best call you've ever done uh, on this podcast. What is that Too Cool music? What the fuck happened? You mean the is public it? enemy generic? Yeah. This was during this time they they didn't know what to do with the act, but they knew Rikishi dancing was getting over, so he got the other music. This was too cool's music. Until, of course, it's only a couple of weeks and they realized they should all have the music. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> so yes, they, but they had this music. I'm like, them. excuse me, why do they have public enemies generic network theme song? Like, it's like Rikishi's their the version star. of the cat. We're like, your dance moves don't match this horseshit <laughs> that's happening on screen right now. Well, Rikishi's the star. They're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he, to be he, fair. I love that he's the star, and guys, we still don't know his backstory. Too cool. Or why all of a sudden he's wearing a diaper. Yeah. I wouldn't get hung up on that. <laughs> We're going to make a difference here, guys. All why right? is that head shrinker wearing a diaper? Where'd so, the other head shrinker go? As I said, this is for the WWF Tag Team Championships. You should have seen the ass shrinker. Uh, Rikishi uh, sidekicks Gun before <laughs> the bell. God damn you, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> God damn you. Uh, Rikishi attacks Gun before the bell because they make fun of his butt. Uh, Scotty <laughs> Too Hotty hits the worm after the kick. Grandmaster Sexay hits hits a top rope leg drop on Road Dog. Goes for the cover, but the ref is distracted by Gun. Then the Hollies come out and attack Too Cool. Hardcore uh, DDT's Rakishi on a chair. Rakishi. You're right. Start off with some bullshit. Then we see a limo show up, and it's one Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Then we get a recap of uh, SmackDown. Stephanie telling Shane and Vince that she wants to do this on her own to deal with Triple H. Then we get the moments ago of... uh, the Hollies attacking too cool. Then we see Hardcore challenging Rakishi to a match tonight. Then we get a promo from one mankind. Uh, they show the, the photo of the New York bestsellers as, hey, have a nice day is going to be number one. Yep. Mankind thanks all of Mankind thanks. I still haven't read it. It's very right. impressive, but I'm, I'm over them blasting the critics for not reading it. Oh, we yeah. get it. That's They're the whole point of this one here. I get it. Um, Concentrate on the fact that she went to number one anyway. Yeah. Spin the positive. Spin, but it's Vince. Spin the negative. Uh, like I was saying, Vin, uh, mankind thanks the fans for making the number one and making literally the world hate him for that. Mankind calls out Al Snow. Al Snow wants to know what's his issue. Al comes out, tries to talk sense into the mankind. Hey, um, what will people remember you, man, Mick? Your book. Um, no, they won't. Uh, they're going to remember you for flying off that cage. And guys, isn't that not true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was just going to wait till you were done with the promo to say everything else no says is absolutely 100% true in this promo. Yes. Al brings up that uh, he was with Mankind. He was in the car taking him to the hospital, waking him up the next day. Um, Al says fans won't remember, uh, won't be there when he's old and crippled. Just like The Rock. And good God, he's goddamn true. I mean, it's... You know, what, you know what makes a really good heel? Is when they believe what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And he is a thousand percent right in this promo. Mm-hmm. 
Mankind says, hey, you know, Briscoe's a friend, but Mankind won't go down to Tampa to go to the body shop. <laughs> Gotta move some dents. Uh, Joey sees a friend, but you won't see him going on tour with him and Kid Rock. That'd be weird. Is that, has that happened yet? Nope. Not okay, yet. that's a weird uh, reference. Snow then says uh, that he's seen him barely walk. Snow doesn't want the hardcore legend, the Japanese deathmatch legend. He doesn't want to see Foley as a joke, a brown noser to The Rock. Foley brings up This Is Your Life and, and The Rock and Sock. But hey, you know what? When I was with them, I didn't get any concussions. I didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. See, this part was good, too, because what he's saying is right. This whole fucking promo until the very, very end was good. He's right? like, I know I'm being a fool right now, and I like it. I like it. The Rock liked it. It ain't hurting me. The fans liked it. Mm-hmm. Al, he, he's like, Al, I got to tell you something. Rock and Sock people liked, but Al, Snow, and Mankind as a tag team, it sucked. It sucked. He's not wrong. It's so good, dude. Al says he can go and back and get a partner, and he challenges Foley uh, and the Rock and Sock. So he wants a tag match, and he's going to pick his partner. At first, Foley says no, but he says yes. Snow then brings up uh, when the Rock threw his book away and how uh, heavy that felt towards Foley. Snow was feeling that way, too, because after reading all the book and seeing all the Al Snow jabs, you know what, Mick? I was the one that threw away the book. This is where it turned. He did it for The Rock. <laughs> he did it for The Rock. Both this men, is where the promo turns for me. Well, then, yeah, no, right here. This but then both men begin to brawl until security and refs break it up. Yeah, that you, you very last part about the book is where it lost me a little bit. You didn't need to, you didn't need to do it. The other 90% of it, though, fuck, that was a good promo. It was fucking great. Holy guys part. fuck, that was good. Yep. God, I'd die for a promo like that on today's wrestling. Jesus, man. I'd be anywhere. amazing for From anyone. Day. From anyone. Because it's, it's weird, right? Close. Yeah. Where both sides were right. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God. But it was it's so cra- good, dude. It's, the promo's great because, like, Al Snow is, like, 100% true that when people think of just, like, of today, of, like, first, you know. It's, it's the cell. It's the, it's the true. When you people think of mankind, what do you think? Him falling off the cell. Zen's brother, when he comes down, is like, "Hey, when he thinks like they have the reason I have have a nice day." The book at my house right now, so I'm ready, is because they they bought he bought it, and he comes yeah, down one time. He's like, "Hey, can we watch the Hell in a Cell match?" My kid's currently reading it. Heck yeah, he's like, "Can get, we get on it?" I'll, when I get time, um, read right now. Okay, I'll read a chapter per uh, chapter an episode. Uh, um, it, this made me want a fucking Al Snow McFoley match, which, which I, I should never want in my life. Wasn't thinking of that. I th- I thought of yeah. I thought of man. I saw a tweet today, some uh, something about space about how mankind has left so many bags of feces and urine on the moon, and some guy just replied with, "That's disgusting, McFoley." <laughs> but you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> It's funny because, you know, he's right. People remember fully falling <laughs> off the cage, and he is the, you know, somewhat broken down, crippled That's... person. He's doing DDPY, but still. I know his entire career. Yeah. That's how I think of him. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's a given. What's the second spot that comes to mind for Mick Foley for you? For Fo- spot or memory or thought? Either problem. one. What, do, what, what comes to mind? Uh, you know, vividly what comes to mind is the running elbow off the apron to the floor. You know what I'm talking about, the cactus elbow. Mm-hmm. Because he, uh, the first time I saw it, I was nine, he was on WCW. 
Saturday night as a jobber because that was Kevin Sullivan and Jim Cornette thought he was awesome, but Flair didn't like him. No. So they backdoored him into the company in an ingenious move. They would have him do job duty, uh, but never take the pin. The other guy would take the pin, and then he would get mad and beat up his opponent with all these moves. And after a couple of weeks of the moves, people were like, this guy's got something. Let's sign him. Yep. So they backdoored him in, but he would do that every time. And it, the way they shot it, he's coming at the camera because the camera's right behind the jobber. Yep. And he would just, his body would just jump off and the thud when he hit the ground and hit the elbow. And they didn't always have mats. Mm-hmm. So that to me, that's a vivid. Uh, if, and if it wasn't for the, the fall off the, the cell, that would be my number one thought process with Mick Foley. Because I just thought that was so cool at nine years old. What about you? Uh, it's it's two actually. They could not be different, more different. Yeah. One is him in the hospital room with Vince. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so stupid. And then uh, it's the I Quit match with Rock and the chair shots. Yep. That's what I think of whenever I, I mean, see if, him. Yeah. I'm just like I I am amazed that he can form sentences. He shouldn't be able to. Like, just alone from that match. I fear. It's amazing to me. I fear for his, like, later years. You know what's funny? I don't. Really? I think he is going to be one of those guys that's just lucky. And you don't see, like, because as as high, as much publicity as, like, NFL players get for having CTE, most of them don't. Yeah. Yeah, most of them. You know, comparison-wise, it's a very small percentage. I think he's just going to be one of those lucky who just... He did all of that to his body. Now, like, he can't... He's not going to be able to walk for shit. Like, his legs are fucked. And see, and that's not even what I'm worried about. It's the mental. I, I just don't think it's going to hit him. I hope not. I Because he's a very... I, just, I think he's going to be one of the lucky Very ones. intelligent, well-spoken man. You know, so... Uh, I think the fact that he... Um, for lack of a better term, trains his brain so much uh, is helping some of that. You know what else? You know what? There's one more. I have one more. I uh, got bored one night years ago when Holy Foley first came out. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And I thought, eh, I got nothing to watch. I'll, I'll check it out. I ended up watching four episodes. Oh, Christ. It's terrible. Terrible show. I mean, I have nothing to watch. I watched the first three seasons of Total Divas, so, you know. Terrible show. However, <laughs> such that they take him and his daughter go to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And in the corner, they find the Hell in a Cell used a King of the Ring 98 all uh, torn down and it's yep. laying in the corner. And it's the first time he's seen it since then. And he goes over to it, and he's just kind of in awe. He's quiet, and he touches it. And then he starts, there's a couple of tears that go down his face. Like, he's, it's bringing back unpleasant memories and all that. And that, I remember that vividly, because I was like, whoa. That made that, that made that whole two hours worth it, just to see that one part, because it, like, it was so real. It was yeah. like, Damn. A lot of shit. There's a lot of shit that fans don't know about, obviously, because it fucking affected him just seeing it in the corner. Uh, my, besides the cage, mine is the promo, the three faces of Foley. Oh, with morphing when he morphs that and then good. comes out as cactus. <laughs> to Triple H. That or you know, you you have your. Uh, the um, this is your life because that's one of the ones you remember. For me, it's the Super Brawl when he gets thrown over the guardrail and he just spins. Super Brawl yeah. three, oh, it's so awesome. The other thing I remember because I actually spit my drink out watching it live, 
uh, he does one of those morphing things at uh, Taboo Tuesday 2005. They bring him in to take on Carlito. And you've, the fans got to vote whether it was going to be Cactus Jack, Mankind, or Dude Love. And he does a, a video gimmick where he morphs all three. And during the Mankind part, he's talking to Carlito. And he puts on Mr. Sacco with a fro. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to feed you my cotton taco. And I spit. I spit. Oh, my God. I spit liquid all over the front. Jesus. I was like, what did he just say? <laughs> Tell me he didn't just say that. I, 15 years later, I still vividly remember Cotton Taco. That's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, let's move on with this show, shall we? As we see Stephanie talking with Vince. Vince wanted to help her, but she's like, I know what I'm doing. Oh, so. my God. Just get done with the storyline. So let's go to our next match, as it's the Hardy Boys with Terry versus Kurt Angle and Steve Blackman. <laughs> Weird team, I love it. As Blackman, here, so. as Blackman was walking down the aisle, a graphic shows up, and then the lights become orange. Uh, Angle tells... It looks like the mood's about to Blackman's change. Blackman's like, what the fuck is yeah. this horse shit? That's what I thought, right? The mood is about to change, it looked yeah. like. Yeah. Like yeah I need a towel all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, Angle tells Blackman, sincere, uh, since he's his apprentice, and you have a... <laughs> and you have a stick with him, Angle has the talent, and Blackman has his stuff, so they can go to the top. The, uh, cause like you, like, cause he kept doing the same shtick every week. I was like, okay, he's morphed it now. Yeah. It's fucking good. Dude. Oh, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's he is hilarious. already better than 90% of the fucking <laughs> roster, dude. <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. So, like, as he's already better, dude. <laughs> as, my you, apprentice. as you're my apprentice now, and you have your little <laughs> nightstick like, thing. I'm the fucking what? <laughs> you might be a, bl- a black belt, but I'm an Olympic hero, so I'm better than you. You know, he's been wrestling since like the late 80s, Joe. Yep. Um, and he's a bail bondsman now. I, I well, wouldn't want him coming after me. He's a bail bondsman of Pennsylvania. Would you want to see Blackman hunting your ass? I'd no. beat his ass. But guys, but guys, at Armageddon, it's Steve Blackman versus Kurt Angle. But so, he learned from Kurt Angle. Why are they teaming again? Do then they're facing off at? There's no answer to that. Got so. it. Just, you, you don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, that. You don't worry about that. Jeff jumps off Matt's back into an Angle, but Blackman hits Jeff in the air with a stick. Angle pins Jeff at his angle celebrates like he once again he won those medals. <laughs> now he's uh We see uh Triple H knocking on the door of DX's door. Uh Stefan wants Triple H to sign the annulment papers. X Pac tells her that uh she should go to these showers with the outlaws since they're already in there. And Triple H's like, Hey, 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 that's my wife. Stephanie wants him to sign the papers. He's ruined his li- her life. She's made Vince mad at uh, mad. Triple H. All right. In all seriousness, now, are you going to get in that shower? God damn it! The water's hot. <laughs> Triple H says, "You know, he's a nice guy here. Take a look at this." Uh, but then he's like, uh, "Let me take another look at you." God damn it! <laughs> I tried so hard not to laugh, dude. <laughs> like X Pac was creepy. Yeah. Triple H was kind of funny. <laughs> In all serious, though. You're going to get that shower. You're going to get shower. The water's hot. <laughs> but the way Xbox sounds, I was like, oh, dude. Yeah, well, oh, he's supposed gosh. to be the creepy one. Yeah. I mean, all right. Jesus. So our next match, guys, is the number one contendership for the European Championship, as it's DeLorean Brown versus Val Venus. Okay. I want neither one to win. Uh, it is December 99. When did Val Venus show up, Corey? May 98 was when the vignette started. He now has his own fucking towel? Yeah. It took this motherfucking long? Even better. This, 
bullshit merch you could be selling? No? Even, even better, they never sold the merch. Bunch of fucking morons, dude. That would have been easy money in the attitude. I was era. like, where it, the fuck has this been the whole fucking time? If you gave him after week two of him being on TV, you would have sold so many towels. I To me, it's on par with WWE never selling Rey Mysterio masks. What the fuck are you doing? Can you imagine the money? I... Uh, D'Lo interrupts Val's pre-match promo. Val attacks D'Lo before he gets to do his taunts. Uh, they go back and forth until the posse and the bulldog come out and attack them both. So, Corey, feels like a triple threat at the pay-per-view. <laughs> Sounds like it. Me thinks you're correct. Yeah, me thinks that's what it would be. Maybe. Yeah. But then we get a billboard commercial promo. Oh, my God. As May and Moolah are promoting the Billboard Music Awards this Thursday. I was such a fan of them when I was younger. Yeah, me too. Oh, my God. Do I want them to put put through a table onto concrete? Put them down as soon as humanly fucking possible. May's dressed up as a rapper. Uh, May and they're promoting it. May's pouring some of her forty out for her homies. Moolah's like, "Hey, May, is it your favorite band, DMX?" And she yells, "Where's Where my, my dogs da-? at?" And then Moolah's like, "May, you're one crazy cracker." <sighs> yep, this is the shit that even when they're red hot. And you can see them almost making it to, like, pop culture. Jesus. It's this shit that that pulls them back. You couldn't have, you couldn't have I the don't rock. know, the Godfather there? No, you couldn't have The Rock pimping the Billboard Awards or Jericho. You have these two. Yep. Then we get... Uh, Jesus. Uh, we see Foley and Rock talking. Then we see DX talking, looking over the paperwork that Steph gave Triple H. Our next match, guys, is the Godfather with his hose versus Heat. We're going to recap why Albert costing uh, Godfather versus his... Albert. You said versus Heat <laughs> versus yeah. Heat. I was like, the re- there's a recap of Heat <laughs> as Albert cost Godfather his match against Bossman. Uh, so yeah, pro- how was that Heat this week? It's pretty good. I, it's not on the network and it won't be till <laughs> there won't be. Never. I know. It'll never be on it now. Uh, surprisingly, a long back and forth match here between did, the two. Did we do this, Corey? How many times we asked for heat? Is that why they shut the network down? They're just shutting it down. Did did we fuck it up? Yeah, we did. God damn it. Godfather hits the hoe train and rolls them up. It's still there for us. That Impact Plus app. (laughs) Then we see Triple H walking with some flowers in the paperwork as he heads down to the ring. Triple H wants to know what people think of Stephanie. Uh, When she was on SmackDown, she poured poured her heart out and the crowd would just chant, slut. This went really long. Whore. Uh, was not good. The people make him sick. Them calling her uh, kill. Uh, they're trying to kill something so beautiful. She pours her heart out, and the crowd just craps all over it. Mm. Triple H uh, says Stephanie's no slut because he would never marry a slut. A slut would uh, be someone who would get married in Las Vegas, get handed a Mickey, and get a shotgun marriage. Uh, that would be. A slut. I can. I know you guys didn't see it, but this to me was almost as bad as that six-minute Benoit blast video interview with that dumbass. <sighs> this was interminably bad. I thought. Um, I would say I might take this one more than the, what what we saw on SmackDown between them. Yeah. Uh, Triple H. Um, Six more days. <laughs> is surprised that Stephanie would give a 
him annulment papers, and he blames the crowd. They were just two kids in love, but the people killed something beautiful. Because they, they chanted slut and whore, Stephanie couldn't take it. Triple H begins to fake cry. He says he will try to get over it. The kids will get over it. Wait, we don't have any kids. Wait, we don't. I think. Uh, Triple H signs the papers and he calls out Stephanie and Lawler's like, is there a con- consoler in the house? God damn it. God damn it. Steph comes out. Uh, Triple H hands her the flowers and she uh, throws them in the crowd. Triple H says since she's standing out here, he's getting the warm and fuzzies from all the angles. Triple H says, uh, "How could uh, he kick? How can he kick her father's ass if she, she's not there to laugh about it with him?" Triple H says, uh, "Steph completes him, and he can't find a way to uh, can't find a way to sign the paperwork." Stephanie says she's tired of the games, uh, hopes that Vince cripples him at the pay per view. That's harsh. Triple H says, if, Powerbomb, we'll be right. he's two for two this year." So oh, far. Triple H then says, "If Vince beats him at Armageddon, he'll sign the paperwork." But if Triple H wins, he gets a title shot, and Steph's like, I'll make that happen. Triple H then says that uh, she's a McMahon. He doesn't trust her. He wants to hear it from Vince. So he calls out Vince. Vince comes out. Triple H, hey, keep your 50 feet. Triple H is tired of seeing a family member get arrested every week. (laughs) It's embarrassing me. It's embarrassing (laughs) me. Vince agrees to the match. Vince will have new documents made up for SmackDown for the pay-per-view. So Triple H agrees to the paperwork, but Triple H says, I'm old-fashioned. Instead of sealing it with a handshake, I seal it with a kiss and then kisses Stephanie as Vince has to restrain himself on the stage. The back part of this was good. Yeah. Just that getting to it. Part, man. Oh my God. It's like a 20-minute promo here. Yeah. It's like they're, what they're doing now, instead of doing the 20-minute promo to start the show, it's like to start hour two. I didn't mind the promo. It was long as hell, but I thought Triple H was funny in the back end. Of like, yeah, I thought the first the part The kids sucked. would get over. Wait a minute. We don't have no yeah. kids. Once it got to that part and then she came out, there, it was good after yeah. that. Uh, then we see Vince talking to Briscoe and Patterson. Then Mankind shows up and whispers something. Like, says, you can't, you say, he says something to Vince, but you really couldn't hear what he was saying. Uh, he was saying that uh, I've been in a lot of these matches if you need to. My advice, I'll be happy to give it to you, is what yeah. he was saying. Okay. One father to another. Speaking of that, our next match is a hardcore Holly with Crash versus Rikishi. Fatu, two cool joins co- uh, commentary. Rikishi hits a splash on Holly, and the match is over. This was so quick, dude. Jesus Christ. They chopped him the fuck out. I'm surprised that they gave him the name Rikishi Fatu. As normally, when, they, when it's such a unique gimmick change and it's been years... They don't like to bring attention to the fact that you've been there before. Yeah. So I'm surprised he wasn't just Rikishi from day one. Weird. Uh, too, cool. Uh, too cool and Rikishi dance after this. Hey. We see uh, EMT BB oiling herself up. Then we get another promo from May and Mula for the Bill, Bill, Billboard Music Awards, as I put oof in my uh, promo yep. response. Then we get Cole with BB. But before she can talk, Ivory comes out. I wrote that before the promo started. I was like, well, Ivory comes out yep. before she even starts talking. Ivory jokes about BB's boob job needing a brain enhancement at Armageddon is a four corners evening gown she match. It's like Ivory's jealous, man. That's all it sounds like. Uh, Jackie comes out saying that she's involved with it. The, as Jackie comes out, the logo 
comes back on the Titan Tron with it's the orange, again. orange, all orange up again. Uh, Jackie, she's gonna win. Jackie's like, all right, who's the fourth person? Who who is it? Then China's music hits, and the crowd loses it as they think it's China. Like she would do anything like that. But China already has the icy title, For and she's year. she's like, you know what, uh, Miss Kitty, you're in this match. But China, I don't wear underwear. What? Cool. Which got the king all happy. Like, he hasn't seen it at home a thousand times. Right. Then we go backstage with Viscera attacking Big Show as he hits a big slash on Big Show through a table. Hey, he's their champ. Remember that? Um, We see Al Snow talking to somebody, probably his mystery partner. I thought you were going to say mistress. That too. Probably his mistress. Uh, We go. His uh, lover. Did anybody else think his partner was going to be head? I did. Gotta be honest. I, I I didn't think it was gonna be head, but I didn't know who it was. I thought it'd be head. Yeah, I just assumed it was gonna be head. Uh, our next match is Kane and Test versus Triple H and X Pac. Um, Kane tosses X Pac in the ring to start the match. Test to me, Test doesn't look like. Yep. <laughs> uh, to me, Test doesn't look like somebody who just lost his wife. A week ago. No, he's well. You know, you move on in life. You know, it's, <laughs> well, uh, can't grieve forever. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite lines in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, one can't grieve forever. Uh, Tess hits a spinning <laughs> side slam on Triple H, tosses Triple H into tr- X Pac while he's spitting Triple H. X Pac chases Tori around the ring. X Pac tries to Bronco bust Tori, but Kane catches X Pac and tosses him. X Pac and Kane brawl up the ramp. Tess goes for the pump handle slam, but Triple H falls off, falls from back, and then low blows him, and then pedigrees Tess for the win. Of course. of course. Of course he did. Couldn't even get the fucking win, dude. Couldn't even just give him a win? No? All right. Jesus, man. Our next match is for the WWF Championship mat- Championship as it's Big Show versus Viscera. Storm- uh, Big Show storms down the ring and tosses him the belt. <sighs> Gotta be honest. The quality of opponents mid-card world champion Bret Hart is wrestling. Much higher than the quality of opponents mid-card world champion Big Show is wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we get a back-and-forth match. Big Show slams Viscera to the ground, then hits a drop kick off the top rope for the win. Fuck that, first of all. Nope. Uh, big, uh, and then Big Boss Man shows up on the Titan Tron, talking <laughs> to one Big Show's mother. <laughs> big Boss Man says since he's a cop, he, del- uh, he had some investigation happen, and he knows something about the past of the Big Show, Big Show's mom, and... Big Show's dad. Big Show's mother's crying, bawling, saying, like, you know, I can't tell him. And Bossman's like, hey, I have an envelope here. And inside this envelope will ruin Big Show's life. You, do you want me to be the one to bear the bad news? And she's like, no, I'll do it. And uh, Booble, what is, uh, what is one Big Show? He's a bastard. <gasps> what? That's shocking. He's a a bastard. This uh, was not funny like it was the last couple months. This was just lame. Just a myth. Well, because, like, to me, as soon as Big Show won the world title, they quit the feud. Yeah, Bossman won the number one contender the next night. But then the last few weeks, 
There really hasn't been anything to it. I haven't even been on TV. Yeah. Like, I just, so, yeah. so all of a sudden they were like, oh, we need to heat this up a little bit again. And this is what they got. Uh, I Ooh. just wish, you know, once she said he's Ill, uh, illegitimate, I, I, she started craw- crying and then he's like, ha ha, you told everybody. See that red camera back outside? So, way to go. Big Show, you're a bastard. I your really mama w- says so. I really wish it had been hilarious if he's like, Smile, bitch. You're on candid camera. <laughs> you know, Terrible like... acting woman, too. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. I thought Shelton. it was Charlie's mom. From Shelton. Then we see Big Show on the phone with his mom. How could you not tell me? Let's go to our main event for one Monday Night Take Raw. This guy sucks. Rock and Sock Connection versus Al Snow and his mystery partner. Chris Jericho. Hey. I was racking my brain by the end of the show to see who we hadn't seen yet. I had no idea. I was and like, as no. soon as the music started, I was like, well, of course. God damn it. No idea. How did I not get that? Uh, Jericho says it's an honor for uh, Snow to be his tag partner. It's a tremendous <laughs> for show to be. Because uh, Al Snow's with the rock and roll of Ayatollah. <laughs> or, or the Ayatollah of rock oh, and roll. Yeah, the other one. Other way, Ayatollah. Yeah, the Ayatollah oh, rock and roller. So the thing is, I don't know how to spell Ayatollah, so I just put in rock and roller because I know the catchphrase. But yeah, I don't. Um, it's a pleasure. It's a it's an honor for you to team with me. Jericho says uh, that he's a he's a bigger deal than Mike Foley, as he's also a bestseller. As Jericho is the bestseller of WWF Volume Four, because I allowed them to use my track as number one. The Daddy. Goat music from WWE. That album is the shit. As she... as oh, got that for Christmas. They got that for this year. Somewhere. Oh, my God, dude. I played the oh, fuck I did. out of that thing. It's a great scene. It is. I, it is the best one. has sold over millions to whatever thousands Mike has sold. <laughs> then China comes out from behind and attacks Jericho. Snow grabs a chair, but Mankind hits a baseball slide to it. Back and forth match. That's generous. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Mankind, fell forward. Mankind puts Al Mr. Sock in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Sock. Al Snow puts Mr. Socko on Snow. Rock hits the rock bottom on Jericho on the ramp. The Outlaws come out of nowhere yeah. and attack oh, the geez, Rock in front hurt. of the ref. Outlaws double team Mankind in the ring. Rock gives uh, comes in Rock bottom's gun. Al Snow hits Mankind with head and runs off, yelling, "I'm your real friend. I'm your real friend." <laughs> as we end Raw. Oh, I want to take a rock bottom to this grate. No, no, no. That doesn't look fun. So, guys, what was the better show? Raw. Raw. Jesus. Holy shit. And I didn't even think Raw was that good, but this was one of the more... I uh, I was okay with Raw. It wasn't the best, uh, but I was okay with it. I can't even think of a word to describe what Nitro was. Uh, Draining. Exhausting. Yeah. Those are good ones. Jesus, yeah, man. Just... Wow. A couple so, more weeks. A couple more weeks, man. Yep. Oh. So, let's go to the ratings, shall we? Okay. Let's see how WWF did coming off that 6.5 from the wedding. I'm guessing it's, lower. It's the go-home raw. Yeah. It's, uh, it's under 6 for sure. Is it 6.2? Okay. So, under 6, under six. and 6.2. So, WCW last week got a 3.1 and WWF got a 6.5. I'll say 2.9. I'm going to go 3.4. WCW got a 3 this week. Yeah, you win. Press the right rules. But how about Raw? Raw, WF got a six. Damn. Man. It doubled. 
Which is actually down from what it had been doing. Sad. They lost, <laughs> they lost audience and doubled them. Yeah. That's cool. And I, I, I can't remember that three. Because after this show, I, I cannot Why be- tune in next week? I cannot believe next week's show is going to break a three. My God, no dude. way. No way. Oh, Christ. We'll find out next week on the Monday Night War Stories. But before we go to m- next week or midweek or pay-per-view, let's go to our favorite part of the show. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> it was my nice segue. You know? Yes. I love your segue. I want to <laughs> write it one day. Let's make sure it's charged up. <laughs> You're good, Weevil. You're good, man. No! Even the new producer's eyeing me down. <laughs> She's busy watching Starcade. Doesn't wear underwear either. God damn it. All right. All right, let's go to our favorite part of the show <laughs> the award show. Let's start off with best match. Uh, ooh, um, <laughs> that's a dude. I got Rocket Sock versus Snow and Jericho. <sighs> I think I thought I had. God um, damn, is that really gonna win? Um, well, I'm, you know, more of my worst match yeah, later, so we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I guess that's the best. Uh, match. I'm gonna do Hardy Boys versus the Apprentice and Kurt Angle. I'll go the main event. Okay. There's absolutely nothing on Nitro that could fucking you, no, no, no. Worst match? Yeah, speaking of Nitro, uh, so I had two matches that were zero stars, and neither one of those were my worst match of the night. Oh, wow. Because that would be Roddy Piper versus Creative Control. Yeah, that's wins. Yeah. That is terrible. Because. Fuck, man. So, how bad do those execs at AOL Time Warner have buyer's remorse on Vince Russo? Uh, it's got to be. Like, they have to be having meetings. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? Can we get rid of him any way, anyhow, any shape, any probably, form? Probably guaranteed contract. That's exactly what it is. He wasn't I, stupid. I just... I, I will agree with you both. Of that that being the what the fuck... Uh, not the what the fuck. That's come later on. The worst match of the night. Guys, who's your mo- uh, MVP? Uh, Mankind. Part of a really good promo and one match. That's a really good pick, um, but I was gonna go with Triple H. Actually, I I thought he was really funny as a scumbag. <laughs> so good. I will go with some. He was that like boss man level scumbag, like from you know yeah. October. Yeah. I will go with somebody who probably would never get it again. The other half of mankind, Al Snow. Al Snow, he he was good. He was good. I almost picked him, except he lost the match. For some reason, I didn't. Because I thought his half of the promo was better. Yeah. But Mankind's was good, and he won the match. Who is y'all's mode? <clears throat> Goldberg. Uh, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> like, you fucked up, like, nine he spots tonight, dog. He might use a shake. I don't even care that they were sandbagging you, dog. You're supposed to be, like, this badass strong dude. Pick him the fuck up. Or stop doing that fucking move. If you can't do that confidently, don't fucking do it. My pick, without a shadow of a doubt, is Vince Russo. <laughs> hey, we the, probably picked Vince Russo. <laughs> the little database could have booked a better Nitro than what we watched. Uh, he's booked better shows. Exactly. So Screw like, you, Mr. Gravy. Maybe, so, uh, like, Vince Russo, man. Maybe, we'll, I, I feel like next time, next week's show, if he's watching it with you, 
Just have him like mark down, write down all the people, and just have him book it, and then we'll see if it would be better. Got it. Uh, say, my, book a better go home to Starcade. Yep, mine is uh, Vince Russo as well because Whew. it leads into my WTF. Well, then I'll start off. So, guys, seven weeks now of Vince Russo ran WCW. Uh huh. Yep. Feels like eighteen weeks. This is how bonkers it is that uh, get him. For me, my WTF is the fact that WCW is throwing everything at the wall. Play in the wall. And the wall. Not just the spaghetti, but the water, the pot. <laughs> Everything's going over there. <laughs> Dynamite. Uh, pole matches, mud wrestling, pinata. Oklahoma, pinata, everything, right? But somehow it does not compare to what WWF's doing with the wedding situation, uh, Big Show and his da- dead daddy. You know what I mean? Like, we can talk all this stuff about how chaotic and it's exhausting the shows are, but what they're doing on WCW does not compare to the whole outcome of what WWF is giving us. Uh, I thought about that. So obviously, uh, well, WWF no longer has Vince Russo, so you know mm-hmm. they should buy some traction there. They just have better talent too. You know, at this point, they have better performers doing the job. They do. The older talent you in know. WCW. Um, just doesn't care. I mean, Hall and Nash uh, aren't trying halfway because of storyline, halfway because they just don't have to. There's no reason for them to try. And they're still two of the better performers. And it's showing. Yeah, no. You know, you can tell they're half-assing it, but they're still two of the better performers. And that's sad. If guys who are noticeably fucking around I mean, are doing better than most You're hitting Jushin Liger in the face with a tequila bottle. You know, I just... There's only so much performers can overcome. At some point, man, they're just like what like the matches are no more than five minutes, if that. None of them have clean finishes. The storylines are fucking everywhere. And I'll just relate it to my w, my WTF. There was nine seconds with David Flair? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Who the fuck turns in the nitro for David Flair? I, uh, that Daphne fan. Well, I mean Russo you show me more you show me more Daphne. I, yeah, you know. that's fine. Um, I'll just throw mine in too because it's kind of along those lines. I was gonna say as as scatterbrained and overwhelming and ridiculous as WCW storylines and and programs are, it dawned on me watching Raw this week that they're not too far behind with the shit. It's just that they've got a better batting average with the good stuff that matters. Yeah, they've got the main event guys who are producing. And doing a damn good job. But the underneath is just as bad as Nitro. It's just, it doesn't matter as much. They get a a pass on the undercard shit because the main event is so good. Where if WWE doesn't have a main event. And then their undercard is what they push for some reason. And just, it's trash. Yeah. The most screen time was David Flair. You know? It's not your world champion. More screen time. It's not Hall and Nash. It's not Sting. It's not Luger. It's David Flair and Symphony. And and the maestro that showed up a I, month yeah, ago, you know, like, but nobody knows or who Disco he is. Or Disco and Lash, it's he's pushing the wrong guys because he thinks they're funny. Because there's nobody like McMahon to say no. We need to focus on Austin. Like you can have funny. Can you imagine what WF ninety eight would have looked like if McMahon wasn't there and Russo had full control like he has here? Austin and Taker would have been mid card while fucking Val Venus and his dick storylines were like running all over the show. 
would have been Val Venus and Godfather every month of the fucking headline of Bayview. We'd have had, remember when they had a fucking, what's that dude's name that had his dick chopped off? Bobbitt. Uh, They'd have had him. Yeah. He'd have had Bobbitt. Wayne Bobbitt. They'd have had him and Val Venus tag team in at SummerSlam in the main event. What a dick on a pole and match. Winning Against the title. fucking dick to go. What a dick on a pole match. <laughs> right? And somehow the titles would be on the line. Play it. So thank, oh, Jesus. This was not a good like, week for me. Like no. in terms of the wrestling, like Night Raw was far and away the better show, but good. I thought it was one of the lesser ones they've done in like the last six months. <clears throat> um, I distinctly remember seven weeks ago saying, you know, keeping in kayfabe, not you know going meta. Let's see what Russo does. It's yeah. interesting because you know WCW for about two months didn't have a direction. For better or worse, they would have a direction now. There was just shows that happened. Yeah, uh, you can't say that anymore. Um, they have a direction. Of course, the direction is the Hindenburg, but you know they have a direction. <sighs> Jesus Christ! And now, and now, Thunder is Nitro Part Two. More on that later in the week, as that would be part of the midweek. It's the go home show for Armageddon. The go home show to Armageddon, which we will be no selling and marking out for. Not looking good. Not looking good for that, Joe. Gonna be honest. Uh, Not looking good for that. Looking better than the next week. <laughs> I mean, so we can't wrong. can't wait to find out which is the better pay per view as this oh upcoming God, I'm week. I'm gonna say Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. And as next make a week, safe bet. next week we'll be doing the pay per view war stories for Armageddon, and then in two weeks we'll be doing where's Armageddon at? Starcade. The in Kissimmee, <laughs> Florida, at the National Car Rental Center, where, the, where they had Bash at the Beach '99. Yeah. And then the following week would be Starcade 99. MCI Center, DC. Which I can't DC. wait. I'll probably say it now. I'll probably mark out for the Duggan versus Revolution because I don't find know. Out who. Yeah. Jesus. It's so awful. But yes, we have uh, all that to look forward to. Which Just you like can, Russians. Which you can all look forward to at nocellentertainment.com or any of our social media websites. You can also listen to all of our podcasts at nocellentertainment.com and also wherever you listen to your podcast.